0: Welcome, everybody, to the Race Tech Suspension FXR Racing Privateer Island Life podcast number 58. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Of course, I'm Steve Mathis, and uh, we thank the folks at Race Tech and FXR for making it happen. Look, uh, get your oil change in your suspension, get some motor work done, two and four stroke yeah. stuff, get your suspension dialed in for the right uh, weight speed uh, machine that you have using the code PulpMX18 at Racetech.com. The OEMs try to make their suspension the best they can across a wide range of, uh, of riders and skills. Uh, so what you want to do is send it to Racetech and get it dialed in per, per personalized suspension designed specifically for you and your type of riding. Again, PulpMX18 will uh, save at Racetech and uh, the guys up in uh, Monster Cowie, Sean Moffenbeyer, Michael Lessie, when he was up there, uh, all using Race Tech suspension up in Canada and, uh, and doing very well as, well, as well as Ben LeMay down here, uh, crushing it as a privateer. Also, to FXR Racing. Uh, you go there, you know FXR, you know the name, they're an emerging brand. And if you use the code pulpamex 30 you can save 30% off your next gear purchase. Designed by racers for racers, FXR prides itself on the quality and precision that goes into making each set of motocross and off road gear. Go to fxrracing.com, you can see a, a whole shitload of stuff that they make and you can save pulpamex 30 code uh can save with you uh with using that code all right there we go uh thanks for listening everybody appreciate it this guy on the line is uh, doing something a little different this year and uh, i wanted to find out what exactly why he's doing it what he thinks about it how it's going and everything else he is an american rider uh, racing up in canada cheyenne Harmon, what's up cheyenne man how are you I'm good, Steve. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Thank you for doing this. appreciate it, man. So uh, before we get into your results, a lot of people will know your name from down here in Supercross, and, and you race some nationals and everything. Uh, but again, you're racing up in Canada this summer. So why? Why is a guy from Texas all the way up in Canada <laughs> doing that series?
1: Yeah, it's uh, a little crazy, I guess you could say. Um, there's a company in Texas, uh Tisco Racing. Mm-hmm. They uh were part of the Redemption Racing team for a few years. Yep. Uh, with their son uh Michael Thacker. And uh they live about thirty minutes from me and I actually had messaged uh Roy Thacker about coming and riding this track and then uh he just kinda asked me what my plans were. At the time I had uh I was still in a cast, I I broke my ankle in uh, Daytona. So uh, I didn't have anything lined up for the summer and I didn't have any plans of doing any more super crosses uh which I ended up doing the the last two in Utah and Vegas. And uh anyways, he just uh, they offered me a, a little deal to come up here and race. Um nothing crazy, just uh, a little bit of money and uh to come up here and so it was kind of that or try to race American races out of my own pocket. Yeah. So oh, Okay. You know, I I thought this I thought this would be a cool opportunity to come up here and get my name out some more and uh you know, just see where I was at. So that's why I made the decision to come up here and race this summer.
0: Yeah, well, okay. So you're actually getting some support. You're not full, full privateer, uh, up there. Like no, you are. Yeah.
1: I mean full privateer, I mean, I'm getting a, a, a tiny amount, yep. you know. Um, you know, basically I'll be pulling money out of my savings account to get home. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, but you know, they, they helped me out to, to do it. And it's very appreciated, you know, the amount that they gave me and, uh, cause every bit of help obviously, but, but no, it's been full privateer status. I, uh, I've been driving to all these races by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I've driven over about 10,000 miles of summer alone. Yeah. Um, getting to the races, you know, so, last weekend in River Glade I uh I didn't even have a mechanic till I was rolling my bike down to the gate for the first moto and I found a, a random guy in a pit shirt and asked him if he was helping anybody and uh he hopped over the fence and held my bike while I packed the gate. So
0: Stop it. Um, you found a random guy in a pit
1: shirt? A
0: random guy in a pit shirt as
1: I was rolling down in the gate. He was just standing there, you know, like just telling good luck to everybody and <laughs> I just like, Hey, are you helping anybody? And uh <laughs> He said no. I was like, well, I need your help, so come on. And, uh, it was, uh, it was cool, you know, but it, it's been tough, you know, like, like I said, like last weekend, I was changing oil, filter, washing my bike in between motos. I actually had to do a full suspension swap, and, uh, oh, geez. Yeah, it's been, it's been stressful, but, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's a good story, and, uh, yeah, making the best of it. Eating peanut butter sandwiches, living out of my van, so.
0: No way. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, so it, it is full privateer.
0: Oh, wow, geez. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know where to start with. I have so many questions right now, Cheyenne. Um, so, <laughs> uh, well, you're just in a van, like in a normal uh, sprinter van or van-van? Uh, Yep, Chevy Express van. Okay. Um, and you're doing it by yourself. I like that. So, what have you done for a mechanic at other rounds?
1: Um, So, the first round, I didn't have anybody till Saturday morning. Um, and then I've only had one round right had for sure. Mechanic, my buddy, Daniel Gray from Texas, he, uh, flew up to, um, Popcom BC and mechanic for me there, but all the other races have just been on the fly. Um, <laughs> just finding, I mean, literally walking through the pits, and asking people, Ooh,
0: that's I actually awesome. offered
1: Larry and Tyser at Sandalay a case of beer to a mechanic.
0: For him, nice, he, nice. He wasn't he wasn't interested. So. Oh wow, uh, dude, that's crazy, man. Uh, it, yeah, um, and uh, yep. Yeah. So
1: Big MX, uh, Brad Gebhart, he mechanics for me at Manitoba. Uh huh. Um, but other than that, like I said, it's just been dude. on the fly. Trying to find somebody.
0: <laughs> and then doing the, the, the work on the bike mostly yourself between modals and things like that, trying to figure it out. Um Yes and too, dude, I like even it.
1: when I've had a little bit of even when I've had a little bit of help, I still change oil and yeah. filter just to make
0: sure it's done right. You yeah. know? So. You're gnarly, Cheyenne. Um so what did you know about the series going in? Like did uh, did you have any any did you watch it at all? Did you know any, any tracks or any guys going before the series started?
1: I didn't know a whole lot. Um, in 2016, I actually got the a race uh, here in Deschambeaux. Okay. So I got a little taste of it, but it was in 2016, so that's two years mm-hmm. ago now. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I didn't really know much. I knew Michael S. was up here. I sent him a message once I found out I was coming up here and asked him for any tips. And, uh, um, you know, he was telling me that some tracks you can practice the week of. Yeah. Which is kinda which is pretty cool. You can't really do that in the States. Yeah. Um so but other than that, you know, I didn't I mean I come up here not knowing anybody, just total loner status almost.
0: (laughs) So Um Dude and and driving. Canada is a big country, dude. And there's far between those races. Have you been going back to the to Texas at all at at any point, or has it just been on the road the whole time?
1: I went back to Texas after Manitoba because yep. it was only fourteen hundred miles, and there was a two weekend, yep. three week break. Yep. So I drove. as Soon as my motor was done at Manitoba, I took my gear off, loaded my bike, drove over to the ice cream stand, got an ice cream, and drove to Texas, <laughs> and uh, made it made it home by six thirty the next day.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And then and then was home uh, for a couple of weeks. So where have you been staying right. between races? Like did you just find you find you just knock on random doors like you do for mechanics or where do you end up staying?
1: You know, it's been really cool. I mean, obviously, you know, the motocross industry is like a big family. Yeah, so for sure. I've had a lot of great people, um, from the get go, give me places to stay. Started off, um, the, the first week that after Calgary, I drove, uh, to Washington and had some friends that lived right on the border that mm-hmm. I stayed with. Yeah. And, um, then the Rhino Power Canada guys gave me a place to stay for a week. And um and then I have some friends in New York which live really close to the border. Yeah. Um that I've stayed with the past few weeks. Uh this week I have just been staying on staying in my van basically. <laughs> and um uh, I don't but uh but after this race here I'm gonna go back to New York yeah. for the there's one there's one more round left, but there's a yeah. week break a week in off, between then yeah. uh and after Walton, as soon as the moto's done, same thing. I heard there's an ice cream stand there, too. <laughs> and then uh, just back, drive back to Texas. And...
0: I was going to say maybe you could squeeze in Crawfordsville on your way home after Walton, but no, you're over it?
1: Uh, no, I'm not over it. I, I'm over it living out of the van. <laughs> yeah, you know, for just, sure. It takes, a, it takes a toll on you. Um, I've considered racing maybe Unadilla and that round, because actually, where I'm staying is only three hours from Unadilla. Next oh yeah, week. yeah. But um, it's pretty expensive to sign up to do one, maybe two races, and um, it's a stacked field yeah. as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to, but the the money's not there. Like I said, I'm going to be pulling money out of my savings account to get home. Yeah. So.
0: Well, hey, man, if if you need help about living in your van, call Alex Nagy. He lives in his van all the time from the sounds of it. Um, That's crazy, (laughs) dude. That's awesome, though. That's how much you want to race and how much you're going to do it. You're going to have memories forever of traveling across Canada, you know, and everything else. Um, Hey, so you're just outside the top 10. You got a ninth uh, in Popcum, I think, or one of those races. Uh, A lot of times you're real close to getting that. How, How have you been feeling about your results in general throughout the series so far? You sit, uh, right now you sit 13th in the points. You are a couple out of 12th. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can pass Mike here, Alessi, who's injured. So you might be able to get in the top 10 in points before it's all done.
1: Yeah. I've, I've, I looked at the points, uh, the other day and, um, it's, it's doable. Uh, I did I need to have two, I need to have four good motos mm-hmm. to make it happen. So I'm not disappointed in my results. Mike, me coming up here, I told myself, you know, I needed to be in the top 10 and, um, Man, it's, it, it's just doing it like I am is obviously really tough. And mm-hmm. uh, one part I left out is I drove 2,000 miles to Calgary. Yep. And in the first moto, I was running in fifth. Nice. And okay. my clutches started going out, which is really crazy because I run recluse and I never have a problem. Yeah. So I was like, man, that's not right. Well, I ended up dropping back to 10. And on the last lap, my bike exploded and oh, shot no the rod <laughs> yeah it shot the rod through the case and I was the only bike I had with me so I was pretty devastated obviously and, uh, and just for a note there was the recluse clutch had no problem it was yeah. my motor blew but uh, so I went back to the truck and I'm just sitting there like oh what do I do and I went over to the OTSFF team and was like y'all have a spare motor well and so happens they were putting the spare motor in Epstein's bike so um yeah so that that almost ended the season i uh i was actually i didn't know what else to do so i started walking around the pit <laughs> uh, and finding anybody i could that i thought was somebody and just was like is there anything yeah you yeah. uh-huh. and you know this last ditch effort and um i actually had some people come up to me just random people and they were really impressed how i ride and they told me that i needed to go talk to the local dealer i was blackfoot and max i believe yeah um so they bought me two nights at the hotel down the road so i could go talk to them on monday and unfortunately you know they weren't able to do much uh, you know i mean it was pretty catastrophic motor failure yeah
0: dude through the cases and everything right Jeez.
1: yeah yeah it was pretty bad so um i actually started driving back to texas i i didn't know what else to do and um one of my sponsors Called me and was like, "Well, what's the plan?" I was like, "I guess I'm just coming home, and I I don't know, just wow. that's it." Yep. And uh, he's like, "Well, maybe you need to," he's like, "Just figure something out." And uh, so I I just kept driving. I was probably about forty five minutes from the border, and I was just like, "You know what? I don't want to go out like this." So I turned around and I started to drive to Washington because it was all where, like I said, where my friend lived. They were yeah. like 45 minutes from Popcom. Right. So I was like, maybe between here and there, I could think of a brilliant idea or something. <laughs> and uh, so I start driving, and I'm just I'm brainstorming. Yeah. So the only thing I can come up with is I can put myself in a lot of debt and go find out a new bike. And I'm like, man, I don't really want to do that, but yeah. if that's what it takes. So I'm calling around to anybody. It's like, hey, do you have extra motor? Do you have extra parts or whatever? And, and even at that, even if I would have got extra parts, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I've become pretty good mechanically lately because I've had to do it on my own, but I could tear into a motor and rebuild it. So right. that was still a pretty far fetched. So as soon as I crossed the border for Washington, I started calling dealerships and I uh, found a dealership pretty close. Uh, I think it was Skagit Power Sport. Uh-huh. And uh, they gave me a bike at their cost and they got me financed. So I went and <laughs> wow. put myself in debt financed a new bike and I took my suspension off the blown up bike yeah and my pro circuit pipe that pro circuit was kind enough to give me before the season started on that bike and I went to popcom uh, first time I threw my leg over that bike was for first practice and <laughs> so I got a ninth
0: overall bone stock motor so, and suspension and that's it yeah bars and stuff so, yeah oh yeah,
1: wow and I, I got a, got a ninth overall there so that was that was cool and um, you know i I think the, it's been a bunch of eleventh overalls since yep. then
0: and a couple DNFs. So what uh yeah, what happened at uh what round was that where you just dnf uh, looking at the results. Um yeah Sandalay
1: uh the first yeah first moto I had a bunch of crashes in the first moto starting off on the first lap and uh uh-huh. going to last and um uh, there was I was working my way up and I was in like round nineteenth which was Horrible, in my opinion, and uh, I went down again with like two minutes to go, and I was like in 35th when I got up. Oh, geez, so I just went ahead and was like, Call the moto, let's get it ready. <laughs> Next moto went out and um, got another bad start, and was working my way up. and I'm I had the line on the, the rider I passed, and he didn't let off the gas. And uh, we both collided, and I went down, but I took the shorter end, I took the worse end of it. I mm-hmm. hit my head. And, Oh, the bike flipped on me, and uh it was about forty five seconds before somebody got it off of me oh, wow, and um geez. when I got up, it was smoking and been up, and my head was hurting, so that was a uh I, I lost mode at that yeah. point, So really, the one thing that scared me from keep going is I saw the smoke, and yeah, yeah, I just have flashbacks of calgary you <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> so, gonna be buying
0: another bike, you're gonna be three bikes yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, um, so I was like, all right, that's it thank. So, like, call it a motor on um so what happened to the blown up bike did you ever get it fixed the cases it is
1: sitting in dallas texas with a rod hanging out of the motor still <laughs>
0: <Okay>. all right <laughs> so you still need some cases and parts and everything
1: yes i have a crank i just need like Everything else that goes in the motor,
0: <laughs> <laughs> jeez, um, man, so it could have been a nice tenth place to start your series off in Calgary, first motor of the year, um, you know, or maybe better than tenth, even, but what a what a yeah, what a blow to start your series, right you're just like, oh God, um,
1: yeah, I mean it's and and also you know being up here, not knowing anybody, I mean it makes it even harder because when I go to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. at least in the states you know. People kind of know who who you are after a few years. So yep. it's a little easier to, to get something if you need it. But up here, you know, people are starting to know my name a little more now, I think. Yep. But uh, but at the first race, I mean, I was just some random kid from Texas. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, <laughs> you know?
0: for sure. Um, how, Have you been enjoying yourself outside of what you just talked about? How, has the whole experience been enjoying, enjoying, in, enjoyment for you uh, to, to meet new people? And, and it certainly sounds like a lot of Canadians are – Buying hotel rooms and renting for you and helping you out wherever wherever you can. So has it been fun? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's been great. I mean, like you said earlier, it's a story to tell one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been cool. I'm getting to see different country, uh, the whole country at that. Yeah. And um, you know, not many people my age or many people ever can say that they have been to another country or have been across the whole country. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's been great. I enjoy the food up here. I like it a lot better.
0: Poutine? Have you tried uh, poutine?
1: I know you're an athlete. I almost, did, I almost did last night, but I had to stop myself. Dude, but no. You, I
0: do plan you, on trying it before I leave. And you have to try it in Quebec because that's the home of it. That's where it was in, like invented. So you have to try it in Quebec. Okay. So I, I know you're an so athlete. when I leave here... Yes, when I leave here Sunday after the race. Uh-huh. I'm going to go do that. Dude, there's probably a stand in the pits. There always is in Quebec. There's like food stands at the races that have poutine. You have to try one. Tweet me a photo of it of you eating poutine because it will blow your mind. So, um all right. Uh, uh, Deal. Yeah, all right. Sounds fantastic. Um have you become have you made some friends with other other pro guys, other racers? Have you been hanging out with any? I mean, like you said the you can ride Deschambeau uh this week. You rode it a little bit. Um have you been able to to hang out with some some guys and, and and race with them and practice with them?
1: um not during the weeks uh yesterday was the first time I've practiced with anybody um but yeah people are starting uh you know i I know Ka Clayson um back when we both were on the k one speed BWR engines team yep um so you know we we're we're acquaintances we say hi every weekend and, yeah uh, and yeah, I'm starting to meet more people up here and other riders are even not our teams are starting to cool. come over and talk to me and yeah, yeah. I've um I met Jess Pettis uh and at Paula um before the season even started up here when I was there between Utah and Vegas Yep. so kind of made a connection there so, yeah I've been meeting people every weekend and uh so yeah it's been a good experience and I don't have anything negative to say and yep. uh, I've, I have been enjoying myself it's it's, it's a little more laid back. Uh, you know, everybody says different things. I, I think I get more help in the States, I guess, if I need something. Yeah. Where up here it's
0: kind of harder to uh, get a bolt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Well, no, just just text me. I'll, I'll put you in the right spot. I know everybody up there. I'm Canadian. I don't know if you knew oh. that. I don't know if you knew that. Harvard, yeah, but. yeah four-time manitoba champion oh wow thank you yes i appreciate i appreciate you you knowing that <laughs> uh how was my hometown manitoba race the track looked pretty sick that's the only one i've seen so far uh ryan Gold showed me a, a video and i thought the track looked cool
1: that was the probably the best one was it on yep. the west coast yep maybe best one period mm-hmm. i mean when you showed up the place was nice they were actually watering the track on Friday, so that was, like, a big plus because mm-hmm. I hadn't done that anywhere else that I had seen. Right. And uh, it was the most realistic one. I mean, we had deep ruts. We had big breaking bumps, and uh, the weather was nice. It was yeah. it was just a great weekend. I, I That was my favorite one by far, I think.
0: No, oh, Yeah, no, it looked, looked like fun, too. Nice, easy, fun jumps, but pretty big, you know, and, and do good traction and everything. So, um, yeah, it looked, yeah it, was, it looked all right. Um, so, the goal for the next two rounds now, this podcast will be released after Deshambeau for people who are wondering. I'm going to put it out next week because I am going to be uh, away from the studio. But uh, the goal for this weekend and for Walden, get it inside the top 10 again, huh?
1: Yeah, uh, I would like to uh, just keep plugging away right there at the top 10. I know I'm capable of a lot more, but with what I've got to work with, yeah. you know, I, I kind of limited on getting to ride a lot and. Whatnot, but all excuses aside, or even yeah. not making any excuses, I uh, I know I can do better. But to finish out, I'd like to be, I like to at least have two top ten overalls to, to finish out. Would be would be happy for me. for this year
0: um cheyenne harman on the uh race tech suspension fxr racing privateer island life podcast truly a privateer folks out of his van uh number 58 on the year do you are you able to practice much down in new york or or wherever like how much you said you rode dechambeau this week like can you maintain uh one two three times a week practicing Uh, i mean you just got one bike right so you got to kind of kind of be careful
1: well i was actually i've got two bikes oh okay all right um so, I do have a practice bike and then a bike that I'm racing on. So, uh, yeah, there's a track. Uh, there's a few tracks in New York, decently close to where I'm staying. Mm-hmm. Um, after Gopher Dunes, I took a full week off because, um, I, like I said, I'd hit my head at Sandile right. and I wasn't feeling well. And I raced Gopher Dunes, not really feeling well. Yeah, yeah. So, I took a full week off. And then uh, last week, before I headed up to New Brunswick, I uh, found a private track and... I didn't ride a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I just did about two hours worth of starts, and oh. then I then I left the drive up here. So yesterday was probably the first time that I've really got to go practice while being here in Canada. Right. So that's kind of been tough, and I know I need to ride more, but it, it's just tough yeah. trying to find places and do everything. So I'm um, trying to just maintain my physical ability as well as I can and um, – just maintain where I'm at, and
0: how's the uh, how's the uh, sand skills, Cheyenne? Were you much of a sand rider before? Because the Dechambeau is sandy, and then you've always had Gopher and Sandalie already. So, were they on point?
1: Yeah, my my sand skills have not been on point. It, <laughs> it was disappointing to me, but I guess not super disappointing because I I ride more of the harder pack yeah, track. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I like the sand. I just uh, – the two races I did in the sand didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. So I'm planning on trying to find another sand track locally tomorrow that I heard about and maybe try to go right there some. Um, right. I do better on the tracks with the ruts and, and uh, breaking bumps. We've got to be a little more precise. Um, but, yeah, I think if I can get some good starts, too, that will definitely help.
0: Right. Them. Getting sandblasted the whole moto. So, <laughs> um, well, you—I mean, your—it sounds like your motor is pretty stock except for a pipe. Yeah, yeah. A fully stock motor. Yeah. Uh, a pipe and uh, Recluse gave me a clutch. Right. So, um, how do you like the Yamaha? You—you you wrote KTM's before, right? I believe. Am I? Yeah. yeah and and I, well, yes, and I wrote Suzuki. Last and you wrote year. Suzuki's. Yeah. So, how do you like the Yamaha? I mean, everybody talks about the motor and how good it is, uh, and uh, the new eight, the 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 new eighteen is improved chassis-wise. Um, how do you like it? I
1: love it. I never got to ride the older Yamaha 450. Yep. The last Yamaha 450 I got to even ride, I think it was like a 2011. So, yep. um, yeah, the bike's wonderful. It is... I really, as soon as I hopped on it, just knew right away that I made a good decision going there. Um, Jim and Merge Racing, we've got a really good setup uh, for the chassis and the suspension, so... The bike works well. It's got good power. Um, the mobile tuner app is really nice. Yeah. If I need to change a map, uh, Jim can email it to me and then I can just upload it right to my bike. Mm-hmm. So, and they're really mechanically or privateer mechanic friendly to work on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've been able to build a whole bike up from a frame and I've never done that before. So. They're pretty easy to work
0: on, which is I like, and um, yeah, I love the Yamaha. And uh, yeah, it's pretty skinny. There's bad to say about it. They're much skinnier now than they used to be when you rode one before. They're skinnier. They turn better. They've done a lot of improvements to them since that first iteration of the backwards motorbike.
1: Yeah, no, they they are a night and day difference. Um, Like I said, I really enjoy mine. I'm six foot six foot one on a good day so Mm -hmm. i don't mind the bike being a little bit wider to have more to hold on to right so i like that compared to maybe somebody shorter might not but uh but yeah i I love the bike you know it's one of the first bikes that i've had in a long time where like i get excited to go ride that bike i always like riding dirt bikes but just the yamaha in general i'm like i'm excited to go ride that bike it works really well
0: right so um, yeah, it's uh, definitely definitely a, a nice bike to have for a privateer motor-wise. You know, it's 250F, 450, whatever. they got great motors, and, and so you're already starting from a, a spot where you, you're, you're going to be more than some of the other bikes, you know, right off the bat. And then you can modify it from there and, and go forward from there. Um, yeah, absolutely. i, I got to send you the map, the Travis Preston map. You know, he works at Yamaha. I'll send it to you. You can ask Jim if you can use it. It's a map that Travis Preston says you've got to use on that bike with their tuner. So uh yeah
1: I've I've heard about it so yeah I would I I have no problem trying it. It's
0: the TP map bro. It's the one that works. Um Cheyenne Harmon on the uh, on a on a podcast, privateer Island Life podcast. There's no doubt this guy is a true privateer and, and uh, driving across Canada. Um, you used Race Tech back in the day uh, and you enjoyed it, and now you're doing uh, using Jim Lewis. I know Jim from back in the day, Merge Racing days, and of course Jimmy Albertson and him are tight. Um, uh, smart guy, really, really a smart guy. Knows what he's doing. Um, and you're down in Texas. You're riding with Kyle Cunningham and some other guys uh, when you can. So uh, talk about that a little bit. How's that going? Because Kyle, right now, dude, he's 10th in the Nationals. He's killing it.
1: Yeah, no, he's doing really well. Um, So, I mean, I think that says a lot, not only about his ability, but um, the package Jim can provide Mm -hmm. as well. So, uh, yeah, me, him, Tom Short, um, we have Jake Masterpool who lives – there's a group of us that all live within about an hour of – Uh an hour of each other so uh and rider floyd this is his first year racing outdoors he's been making some of the motos and uh so yeah when i'm at home we try to ride together at uh the merge facility and um yeah it's it's good i mean they're obviously all really fast riders so it's good to have people to base off of and push ourselves a little more so and then with Jim being there as well, you know, he can watch uh watch all our stuff and if changes need to be made, yeah um we're we're right there and changes can be made. So oh, cool. it's a good program that yep. I, I think works for me and I'm enjoying it and um and it just continuously, you know, as you said Jim's really smart so yeah, he's a smart dude. You know, he doesn't yeah. just stick doesn't stick to one thing. It uh continuously progresses and we get things better as yep. time goes on. So
0: Um, the only, maybe the only poor thing about Canada is, uh, being poor, Cheyenne, uh, purse money, not so great, but, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Right. Um, do you get, do you get contingency too? I don't even know if there's contingency up there anymore.
1: I don't get contingency because I'm riding an American bike. Oh, American
0: bike. bike. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: So I don't get contingency up here. Yep. The purse is nothing to brag about. Um, when I finish inside the top 10, it's okay. Yep. Um, basically, like getting thirty fifth at the American National, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's yep. you know, I hopefully they make it better next year. But the Thompsons have uh, they've done a good job with the series. It seems like it's going yeah. pretty well, and they're continuously trying to improve it, make it better.
0: Would you would you go back next year? What would it take for you to do it again? Uh, overall, what do you? I mean, obviously, some more help would be awesome. But, um, yeah. What do you think about going back next year? Yeah, I would love to come back. You know, I've enjoyed the series. Uh, you know,
1: so far I've enjoyed the people, and mm-hmm. I think I can be really competitive up here. Um, I, I won't do it again like I'm doing it. It's, <laughs> right. You know, it's one of those things. I mean, it's not because I don't have the drive to do it. It's because I know what I can do, and I feel like I'm being limited of what I'm capable of doing and how I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So – I would love to come back up here next year if the opportunity arose. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would definitely want to do things a little differently where I could eat and train properly and know my equipment's going to be good and have extra parts and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would love to come back. Just it would have to be... A better deal than eating peanut butter sandwiches driving
0: myself (laughs) to all the races yeah dude that's gnarly I'm impressed Cheyenne. that's that's you gotta want it man it's it's a you know a lot of racers wouldn't do that they would just stay home you know they don't want to do that kind of work and 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 you are doing the maintenance and washing it and driving and and yeah man so uh, I props to you for for doing all that um you mentioned uh, Supercross. Uh, you got hurt at Daytona. How was it going before then? I know a few times uh, for Pulpamex fantasy purposes, I was eyeing you up, Cheyenne, for, for, for a main event. Uh, how'd it go for you up until the injury?
1: Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it man, it was a really up-and-down season. I, I didn't get any testing in before the season. Um, I was working a part-time job, and nobody had a Supercross track in Texas. And then about the time people started getting a supercross track, we got hit with bad weather for about a month. So I didn't get to ride supercross till the week of Anaheim one on. And now I had gotten a Yamaha in October, so I have ridden it outdoors. Um, but I had not got to set it, that bike on a supercross track until the week of Anaheim one at Lake Elsinore. Uh-huh. So Jim, you know, put together the best package he could for me with my suspension and chassis without no testing and was just like this is what's gonna have to happen and we'll have to make changes as time goes on and uh, so yeah I rode Supercross two days before Anaheim one and uh went to Anaheim one was just like I have no clue how we're gonna do just still ride our best and we made the night show so um for us that was a because we just we had no clue where we were at. I knew I was physically fit but my I hadn't got to do any riding so Qualified for the night field, and I actually, I felt like I rode good and mm-hmm. didn't get the greatest starts. I got, I think, I think I got 10th in L.C. two, but I started in, like, 15th. hmm So, went to Houston, had a little more confidence, but bad starts held me back, didn't do well there, and then uh, it was just kind of up and down from there. The best round I had was Dallas. I pulled a fifth-place start, and I ran in fifth for two or three laps. hmm and uh ended up dropping to ninth. and on the last lap,
0: I stalled the bike. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember <laughs> that. I remember that, yeah. Right after the mechanics area, I was yes. clicking out yes. of the,
1: the straightaway. I was clicking third, and then when I would go over the little roller to the whoops, I would drop down the second, and I had, I think, LeMay right on me, and I just missed my shift going over the roller and stalled it. So... Ended up eleventh, went to the L C Q, was battling with Tapia, and then Cunningham got in there and kinda of split us up and I ended up missing the main by one spot. So Yeah. That was kind of a bummer and yeah, just after that just you know, I got hurt at Daytona and then I come back for Utah. I had like I said I had no plans of racing supercross <laughs> after Daytona. Right. And I hadn't even rode a supercross track after Daytona. And it was the Wednesday night of Utah and I called my my friend, Clayton, who was mm-hmm. a mechanic for me at the time, and uh, Shawnee Motors, where, who helped me out this year. Uh-huh. And I was like, I just said those magic words. I was like, hey, let's go racing. <laughs> and uh, me and Clayton drove to the shop where my bike was, and, I mean, it was nothing but a frame. Yeah, yeah. So we built it up, finished it at 3 a.m. Thursday morning. I drove to my house. Packed up my gear bag and left at 4 a.m. and drove by myself to Utah. Dude, and, uh, you're gnarly, with bro. With no, yeah, with no, no riding on the supercross track, and I'd only rode four times since my ankle injury. Uh-huh. Um, so made made it in the night show, so that was kind of just the whole goal. Yeah. And then, yep. Then Vegas. Um, didn't ride a supercross track in between that week. I rode outdoors because <laughs> I was had had my eye on Canada. And, um, yeah, I went to Vegas and actually rode pretty well. Uh, I was sitting, I think, like 24th or 25th after the first time session. Okay. Yeah, and, so right um, there.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was I was really happy. Like, overall, I was, like, fourth in my group and yep. B group. And then uh, the next practice, everybody picked it up a little more than I did and ended up 35th. But I still made the night show. Yep. So, um, but I had no fitness. So, I mean, by second or third lap, I was winded just from being off the bike for yeah, a month not or ride so. Much, was, uh, but, you know, for me, it was one of those things I just, I needed to go back and prove myself. Like, you know, you can still ride Supercross and qualify. and mm-hmm. uh, So that's what I did. And, um, yeah, so hope, hoping to do Supercross
0: again this next year. Yeah. Yeah. You've, uh, have you made a main event? Did you make one? Why do I remember you? I've, my very first Supercross race in 2014,
1: I made the main event.
0: Nice. And then that was
1: yeah. it? That was the only main I've yeah. made uh, since then. A bunch of night shows and, right. and
0: whatnot. Um, but, yeah, that was the only main event, unfortunately, that I've made. <laughs> you're the first race out. You're like, this shit's easy. I got this. There's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I, I remember uh, I did a training camp with, Brett Q yep. like a month after that, and he's like, dude, you just need to quit. He goes, You have the greatest record, <laughs> one
0: and oh. Like yeah. you're there. Yeah, one for uh, one. That's uh, it. Yeah, done. So um uh by the way, use the code uh F uh, use code Pulp MX thirty at FXR dot com to save. Uh we love the guys at FXR, the big supporters of Privateers, and uh Cheyenne must seem like every second guy in Canada wears FXR, pretty much for you when you're out there. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. It seems like <laughs> even in the states, it seems like they're
0: yeah, really they're, they're killing it. They pride themselves on quality and precision that goes into making each set of motocross and off-road gear. They've proven their name in the motocross industry, providing gear that is designed by racers for races. X thirty code to save thirty percent off your next gear purchase, and of course, Race Tech suspension and motors. Uh, ben LeMay, Mike Alessi, Sean Moffenby all running Race Tech up there in Canada. Although Mike's out right now, uh, personalized suspension setups designed specifically for you and your type of riding. You yourself Cheyenne you were answer so uh uh, how's that support going for you uh do I need to call uh Valade and try to get you some more gear uh
1: yes uh (laughs) uh yeah no I mean I could always use more gear I mean the gear I was wearing you know yesterday's got a little time on it and uh I need a new chest protector okay but no no I like I like the answer gear uh this is my first year wearing it Mm -hmm. so it it was a little change up i had been with strict for the past few years and um was with the microbuilt team last year and, uh, going into this year before the team, unfortunately folded, we had some different plans and, uh, that's why I went with a different gear company. Yeah. So, um, but nothing bad to say about strict. They were great the whole time. They helped me out. They mm-hmm. actually pulled me out of a little slump that I was in for a little bit. And, uh, um, cool. Yeah. They're great company too. As uh, well, but, yeah. but yeah, no, the answer gear, I, I've enjoyed wearing it. And, um,
0: yeah. Um, so, Loretta Lynn's is going on as we speak this week. How'd you do at the ranch? How was your results there?
1: So, interesting fact, Uh I never went to Loretta Lynn's. What? And
0: I didn't start racing motocross until I was 16. Oh, wow. How old are you now? I did. I am just turned 22. You've only been racing for seven years? Motocross.
1: I did off-road. I raced off-road until I was
0: 16. Like GNCCs actually, or, like, what, what kind of stuff in Texas? Just local Texas yeah, stuff? Like,
1: well, I did some GNCCs, and I uh, did uh, some Texas series. I actually won a pro championship when I was, uh, I guess when I wrapped it up, I was 14. I started season 13 and the Texas Off-Road Nationals. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was racing off-road full-time, and wow. I just, I didn't know that, but I couldn't get the support. I mean, there was kids racing motocross that were getting free gear and free bikes, and I wasn't getting any of that. And mm-hmm. I felt like I should, so I just i I've always had the dream of racing supercross. I mean, I think that's any kid's dream if yeah. ever walks foot into a stadium. Yep, um, for sure. So yeah, I just I started doing that. And, um, wow! Just so you did were... arena cross in 2013, which I was still. I think I was seven maybe I was sixteen.
0: Yeah. Sixteen, Not sure.
1: 16 or seventeen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um then I raced the amateur days as well, so I went to Vegas and I won uh the Pro Sport and Expert National Championship in twenty thirteen there. And uh so I just kept I did a few years of Arena Cross. I actually I got a main event win, some podiums, some heat race wins and stuff like that, and Arena Cross. Oh cool. Um so yeah, look at yeah, you I mean, it's,
0: Does Wygant know you used to? I gotta tell Wygant you used to do off road. You'll be one of his favorite riders. He loves off road. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, but I I tried to always be practice a little bit of motocross Mm -hmm. um, because there's not a lot of places to actually practice off road. But uh, yeah, I did very little motocross growing up. And uh, even when I raced off road, though, I didn't run hand guards. And the only time I'd run an oversized tank is if my dad made. Yeah, so yeah. If I didn't have to. I didn't. I didn't like them.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're a motocross guy at heart. Um, yeah. What? So, what's been the weirdest thing or the most different thing about Canada that you can think of or talk about? Like, you know, I, obviously, I've been in America almost as long as I lived in Canada, or maybe even longer. Um, but when you go to the races, you watch TV, you you eat, you you go to restaurants, whatever it is, Cheyenne. What? What have you noticed that's different about Canada, or what's the funniest thing about it? Well,
1: I think when everybody asks me how do I like Canada, my first answer is I like their food. Okay. So there's I, there's different food laws up here, so there's not as there's like it's actually real food. Yeah, it's
0: it's, so, I, it's. I I tell some people that, but they don't believe me. But the standards for meat and chicken and everything are higher in Canada than the U.S. So.
1: I don't, like, I
0: will not go eat
1: fast food in the States, Mm-hmm but if I'm driving and I'm just really hungry, I don't feel bad about getting a chicken wrap from McDonald's. Right. So, I think that's the weirdest thing is going to McDonald's and actually being able to get real chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh So, I'm sure there's some other things if I thought a little harder, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but that's, like, the first thing that comes to mind. Right. Um, and you... then, obviously, here in Quebec is the French province, so. yeah. Everybody's speaking another language. Yeah, how's that? Are you, get, are
0: you getting around okay? You're figuring it out? Most people speak English too, so.
1: Yeah, everybody speaks a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting by, and I have some friends that are French, so they like, will translate for me oh, okay. if they need to. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: oh, but I I've, I've found a new love uh, for Tim Horton. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're Canadian now, man. You're half Canadian with that talk. Um, Tim yeah, Hortons is, is Tim like Hortons cra- this morning. Tim Hortons is crack for Canadians, bro. It's just they love it. Yes, they love it. it is, it's the Canadian Starbucks. Pretty much, right? Um, what about a chick, dude? You got a, you got a girlfriend on the road? You got a girlfriend in Texas? Or <laughs> what's going on in that situation? Uh, just nothing? A um, drought? 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 Yep, it's dry. I pay <laughs> uh,
1: like you know everybody. It's funny because you know I read posts. Everybody thinks like, oh, yeah, girls come at y'all the time. And I was like. Man, I pay like sixty five or seventy bucks a month for my phone to be an alarm clock, basically. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh jeez. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Dude. We,
1: got- so it, we are the Facebook relationship status is single, and there is no women crush Wednesday. <laughs> and,
0: the, the and there is so. nothing going on there. Uh, well French, no. there's some there's some good looking French chicks. Maybe something will happen for you this week or, or this after this race in the weekend. Um, I,
1: I, I've seen a few, but yep. I, I holler at them, and then they uh, they don't speak English.
0: So <laughs> yeah, they, like, oh, never they mind. like the guy from Texas. They figure that you should have a ten gallon hat and some guns on or something from Texas, right? Um.
1: Well, yeah, that's what you would think, but it's funny because there's a kid here from New York that's walking around with a Cowboy hat stuff. I'm like, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's a cowboy." I was like, "No, that's ur- he's an urban
0: cowboy." Yes, 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 okay? he is. Don't get it mixed up. He you know? is. Uh, he likes Keith Urban and those type of c- t- country music. That stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't know the real Texas country, and and that's another thing. Texas country is different. People don't realize it. Oh. We
0: don't really listen to Luke Bryan or anything. No. You know? So no. Uh, by the way, Sh- ha- when- your name is Epic, Cheyenne Harmon is an epic name. By the way, it's, it's very good
1: thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, I'll actually go ahead and clear this up. Cause everybody's like, Oh, you got a girl name, but it's not a girl name for a few reasons. And I'll go ahead and tell you why. Yeah. yeah. Cheyenne me. Wyoming hosts the Cheyenne frontier days, which is the biggest rodeo of the year. And it's called the granddaddy of them all. Mm-hmm. Not the grandmama. So yeah, that's, granddaddy. that's number one. Yep. So and two, um, Cheyenne Wyoming was founded. Uh, it was, Big railroad town, mm-hmm. and they named Cheyenne, Wyoming, after the group of the
0: Cheyenne Indians who was a, a savage group of Indians. The, 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 yeah, well, so is there a non-savage group of Indians though, Cheyenne? To be fair, I've never heard of a non-savage group of Indians. They all seem pretty savage back in the day. <laughs> this, this, this one apparently was one of the more okay. savage ones, I guess you could say. Well, listen, I, I never once thought it was a girl's name. I think that's an epic name, Cheyenne Harmon. That's cool. I like it. Certainly better. Yeah, I appreciate it. Certainly better than Steve Mathis, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Cheyenne Harmon uh, on the Race Tech FXR Racing Privateer Island Life podcast number 58. Truly a guy doing it by himself. Um what else can we talk about? What else has been happening for you? Anything uh, exciting? You're looking forward to uh, the series ending, going back to Texas, getting ready for Supercross, I guess?
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously excited to get home. Yeah. I, uh, have, I have a little uh, English Bulldog puppy mm. that I'm ready to get back
0: to. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah, just ready to, to get back home, kind do you, of. Do you live in uh, around Texas?
0: Every... Do you live around Texas? Or...
1: Yeah. Yep. I, I live mean, in, sorry, uh, Dallas.
0: Dallas. Dallas. I meant Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Yes, sir. Okay. So,
1: yeah, I'm excited to get home. Um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do when I get home. Um, <laughs> you got to probably gotta make, try to find a part-time job for the off-season yeah, yeah. and uh, make money and start working on trying to get sponsors to go racing next year. Right. Um, the last, you know, like this last year, I put together my whole program. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, with a full resume and sponsor presentations and stuff like that. So going to work on that and try to get some more sponsors to go race. And um, if I'm doing it on my own, like I will be at the moment, uh, I'm going to try to ride uh, the 250 class on one coast yep. possibly and then 450 on the other, on the rounds that makes sense for a privateer to go to. Right. So that's kind of what I'll be trying to work on and just practicing and training. And I'm probably going to do some riding schools um, in Texas. And then I'm hoping to do Monster Cup. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, That's actually one deal I really got lined out is uh, with Colin over at Skivvy. Uh Um, I I actually met him this year at Supercross. Yeah, he's a rad dude. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. Yep. I had him sign my uh, Adventures of Twitch and Scummy movie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> nice, he nice. was like, he, obviously he was super pumped, so he's like, yeah. do you race? And I was like, yeah. Like right then and there he gave me a bunch of underwear and sponsored yeah. me. And uh, we stay in touch and I yeah. just brainstorming on a drive because I have nothing better to do. And just was like, hey, why don't we do something for Monster Cup? You know, we could do a cool bike and you help me get there and do that and right. go race. Yeah. And uh, he called me a week later and said, yeah, let's do it. So oh, awesome. I've got yeah. Monster Cup lined out for to uh, run a skivvy bike. Nice. And um,
0: Yeah, he, he helps a lot of privateers, man. He helps a lot of privateers. That's awesome. Yeah, Colin Morrison.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe potentially the Montreal Supercross. If I yeah. get the invite. Yeah. The, and I'm thinking I will. Well,
0: yeah, it's going to be uh there's going to be a, a separate class for, like, international guys, and then they're going to have a full Rockstar Energy Triple Crown Series there. So, you know, you should be able well, to go.
1: Well, I was talking to Kyle last night, and I think it's going to be the 250 class is going to have 30 guys, from my understanding, and then they'll narrow it down to 20. And then I think the 450 class is just going to be 20 guys, 20 invites. Yeah, okay. With – so uh, I'm not sure. So I know that if I can work my way up into the top ten
0: yep. uh, by the
1: end of the season, I should have a
0: guaranteed spot to go. Sweet. So. Um, hey, so, we'll I, see. I, again, you're you're an elite athlete, so, you know, you, you're going to try some poutine, and you're going to send me a tweet of it. And then also um, there's these cheesies. Do you like, like, Cheetos? Do you ever eat Cheetos, Cheyenne? Yeah, I like Cheetos. Okay, there's these things in Canada called Hawkins Cheesies. They're only in Canada. And they blow Cheetos out of the water, so in your drives, getting gas in a convenience store or whatever, find find some Hawkins Cheezies and try a bag, just a small bag, you know, because again, you're an elite, you're an elite athlete, um, so uh, yeah, try these Cheezies and let me know what you think. Okay, Poutine, ha- Poutine Cheezies. Hawkins Cheezies, you'll see they have a little okay. maple leaf on the on the bag. They're only available in Canada, and. Uh, they're amazing, and I get listeners listeners to the show bring me some every now and then, so it's awesome. Oh, okay. I, I still get a little slice uh, of cheesies down here uh, in the U.S.
1: Are you going to be at Unadilla next weekend?
0: I will be. Yes.
1: I will bring you some because I'm planning on at least going and watching. I'm staying in New York. Oh yeah,
0: so you're just going to uh, go anyways? Week. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, and uh, so I'm planning on going. So if I do go, I will bring some.
0: Fantastic. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for the time on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island podcast, Cheyenne Harmon. Uh, love what you're doing, man. That's awesome. Uh, really admire that, and uh, you're having fun. And, yeah, let's get in the top ten before before this whole thing is over, all right?
1: Yep, that's the plan. I appreciate you having me on.
0: No problem. Thank you. Uh, good luck this weekend in DeChambeau. Good luck at Walton, and uh, I'll get you that TP map you can try. And uh, and life will be much better for you, Cheyenne. Thanks for the time, man. All right. Thank you.